You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With the pump fake and a one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's been his game his whole career. But look at him smiling. We go my man. to another episode of The Long Two. I am Pete Rogers, he is Natty Wallach, and we are the least efficient fantasy basketball podcast you'll ever hear, but we get the job done. Oh, Natty, how you doing? <laughs> I'm all right, dude. How, how are you, man? What's up? I'm good. I'm good. We've got snow here in Ann Arbor. We got a, oh, okay. a nice dusting. But more yeah, so than cool that, it's just York, been, yeah. you know, it's been a, a long week already. And it's only Tuesday slash Wednesday when people are listening to this. Shit, man. And like Monday was a holiday. <laughs> man, what's what's happening? I don't uh, know, man. I don't know. Something about the, the sun going down early and then you get tired. The whole night, that whole thing. I getcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy world we live in. Just but embrace the darkness, man. It just, you know? just, just got to accept it and steer into it. Well, in the dark. Now the fact that the seemingly Gordon Hayward signed his contract with the Celtics on some sort of like cursed <laughs> land and he can't stay healthy for them. I have fully accepted the dark. So that's okay. I was born in it along with my buddy Bane. It is uh, a real shame because... Uh, I like I wouldn't really say that he's injury prone because both of them were sort of freak accidents. And but it has been pretty it seemingly has been regular since coming to Boston. Well, yeah. I mean, don't trade Isaiah Thomas, man. Like, yeah. what can I tell you? I'm really, I mean, really sorry. That's that is, that is a level of karma <laughs> that I accept. I accept that level of karma because we did Isaiah Thomas dirty. And if this is the fantasy basketball gods or just the general basketball gods getting back at us for that, I am happily like, I will take this without, uh, without complaint because we deserve it because that was a absolutely shitty thing to do, especially since ultimately um, Kyrie Irving didn't really work out for us. So, But dude, I sort of feel like this Hayward injury is again, going to kind of improve the team in a way. <laughs> I mean, I think Marcus Smart's defense in the starting lineup is really – I mean, you guys are already a great defense. I I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of like the Celtics a lot. I, I think this is – I think Smart and Kemba together are really good tandem. Yeah. No, they, they're looking good. And you actually wrote about Marcus Smart uh, on FakeTeams.com, so make sure you go check that out, telling everyone that he is a must-add in fantasy. And that's what we're going to talk about uh, today on this week's podcast. We're going to talk about, and it might be too early to call them league winners, but we are going to talk about league winners who are likely available on your waiver wire and are guys who you need to go get. Uh, it is probably early to call them that, but it makes it sexy. Gives it a little oomph. It gets the people going. No one wants to listen to a, a 
some guys who could help your team. They want to listen to guys who will win you your league and be vital parts of your fantasy basketball team that will take you to a championship. So Natty, why don't you start us off and give us a guy who, if you add them to your fantasy basketball team, you, Natty Wallach, promise that they will win their league because of this player. (laughs) We don't fuck around on this podcast. We go big (laughs) as we sit at home. Yeah, I think you should pick up Giannis. If he's available, <laughs> pretty good. I hear he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my guy is currently top 30 on ESPN Basic. Uh, he's 46.5% owned. He is Luke Kennard, who has looked absolutely spectacular for the Pistons so far this season. He doesn't look good tonight, however. <laughs> so ignore the game. He, right. It's Jimmy Butler. Like, I'm not going to read too much into that. He's not. uh, Kennard isn't having a great game so far. Anyway, on the season, he's averaging 18-plus points per game, four rebounds per game, four-plus assists per game, 2.9 three-pointers made per game. He is tied for fourth in total three-pointers made in the league with Buddy Heald. Only 14 players are averaging 18, four, and four with two-plus three-pointers made. And out of those eight, out of those 14 players, Luke Kennard has the third best three-point percentage. He is looking fantastic as a shooter for the Pistons. This is what Detroit wanted when they drafted him. I don't think he's going to be a top 30 player for the year, mainly because Blake Griffin is coming back. But I do think he's top 50 player. And he's the sort of guy who's, I mean, 18-4-4, that's nice anyway. And yeah. you combine that with the outside shooting and the good ratios, and there's just there's no reason why he should be this low owned. No, and the thing I love about him too is that he is shooting. He's shooting 13 attempts from the floor, uh, 6.8 attempts from three so far this year, but also 4.2 attempts from the line, which isn't a lot. But I do like the fact that he's getting to the free throw line with at least yeah at least he's getting there. I was going to say mild regularity, but four is maybe not mild regularity, but he's getting there. And so it's not, you know, he's not just sitting around the perimeter shooting threes, which is great, but it's also really nice when you're able to get a guy who shoots threes with a consistent rate, 42% from downtown, like you said, but also occasionally will get into the paint, will drive and can get you, you know, free buckets from the charity stripe. 89% on the year from the stripe. So You know, he's shooting 45% from the field, 42% from three, 89% from the line. That's pretty fucking nice for your ratios. <laughs> um, if he can keep up this kind of efficiency, like if Blake coming get back actually increases. Uh, that would be saucy. Yeah, I mean, Kennard, I don't know what his spot will be on the team, Um he might go back to the bench, but I, I mean, I don't think that that's really going to happen. He just looks so great. And right. I don't know if you exactly can do that if you're the Pistons. Yeah. I mean, you know, our three point shooters come and go. Um, and I think Blake's going to be minute capped for a while. Mm-hmm. So whatever, Luke Kennard's going to get a lot of play. It doesn't even matter. He has as many three pointers made as buddy healed. Okay. Like that's what you should keep in mind. That's, that's all you need happening. to know. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think a, a theme with a lot of these guys that we'll talk about are is the fact that the reason why they're probably underowned uh is simply just because you feel you feel like it's a risk rostering them. But I guess what I would say is because of the fact that it's fantasy basketball and it and your roster is there's so much turnover already with your roster that like why would you wait on these guys while they're during even if this is a hot streak or if just you know like a, a good couple of weeks, capitalize on that. Get them on your team, win a couple of games, and then when they peter off or if the situation changes and they're no longer quite as valuable or quite as productive as they have been, then drop them or trade them. Like you know, you don't want to just be kind of like watching Luke Kennard tear it up on your waiver wire, being like, ah, I'll give it like two more games and see how he does. And then, you know, you wait three weeks and you add him and then you know Blake's in and the offense is different like capitalize on the moment get him on your team and and ride with him and context matters this is one of the reasons why people have to look at minutes and they sort of have to consider what players histories are like Luke Kennard was drafted to be a starting shooter yeah and he's growing into that and he's a really important piece for the Pistons um his defense is better he looks a little bulked up and so when you're trying to think about guys that you're not just going to stream, but that you're going to keep on your team, you want to look at minutes and you want to look, you know, how old they are, how many shot attempts they're getting on their team, what they've been doing over the past couple of weeks. Because if you can see trend lines that last for at least a couple of weeks, you should ride those. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Like yeah. people get minutes when they play well. You have to have a name in order to be cold and still play. Yeah. So. Uh, young guys that get consistent minutes, you should pay a lot of attention to them because the coaches are playing them. Exactly. And we'll I'll perfectly transition that to another young guy who's getting plenty of minutes out in Orlando, uh, 30.2 per game to be exact. And that's Jonathan Isaac. If you've been paying attention to basketball at all, which I assume you should be since you are listening to a fantasy basketball podcast. Yeah. You know that Jonathan Isaac has been balling out to start this year. He's currently ninth on ESPN's player Raider. He's owned uh, in 67% of ESPN leagues, so a little bit higher than maybe the kind of 50-ish percentage that we were shooting for here to give you a good chance of getting him. But if he's available, you 100% go get him because he is yeah. a league uh, league winner. And I don't want to just rattle off stats, um, so I'm just going to highlight two main <laughs> ones. Because sometimes like you, a you, fucking nerd, man, like a nerd. Sometimes you get lost in the numbers, and, you, and you're kind of just like, oh, okay, yeah, those all sound great, but what do they really mean? So I'm going to give you two main ones that you should be paying attention to and that you should love. One, he's shooting almost fifty percent from the floor on nine attempts per game, which is going to go up, especially since Terrence Ross is shooting poorly, and he's right above him in terms of Magic's, uh, in terms of the Magic's overall shot attempts. But the biggest thing, the reason why he's doing so well in fantasy and why he's shot to the top of ESPN's player Raider, he's averaging a ridiculous 4.4 stocks per game. 1.4 steals and three blocks. That is a league winner right there in a statistical category that if you have the top guys, you're going to run away with your league and you're going to outperform everyone always. He has the most total blocks in the league right now. It's incredible. He's just, he's fully blossomed into this, like, and I think it's partially because they're playing him at the three now instead of the four. 
it, he's just become that kind of super lengthy elite defender. He, I, I haven't watched many games, I will say, because they're the magic and I only have so much time to watch basketball games. What do you mean? <laughs> it's crazy, I know. Uh, but his, it, it reminds me a little bit of like just Durant's freakish length and you're kind of like oh Durant is really good at defense and blocking shots and I feel like Jonathan Isaac is kind of that way too he is definitely the best player on the magic right now that's for Um, sure yeah he's averaging 12 and 6 which you know is nice anyway uh and 37.8 percent from three on three plus attempts per game out of all the dudes who are great at blocks. He absolutely has the best three-point percentage. Um, I mean, Kristaps Porzingis is just a few tenths of a point beneath him, but it's really those two um, as the shooters. And Carl Anthony Towns is up there too, but he doesn't, he has half as many blocks as the other. And, and to emphasize, like, those two names you just said, you can't get off the waiver wire. Like, those are guys you're going to have to give up a fortune to if you want them on your team. Yeah. And and the clock is ticking with Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac. Like, I think of everyone who will probably be talking about on this podcast, he is someone who his his ownership is going to go start skyrocketing real quick. And so if he's available, you got to get him now before someone else in your league snags him. Oh, the only reason he's not higher owned is because Magic. Right. Like, that's exactly. it's Orlando. Like, right. no one if knows he, who If he played is. a couple more nationally televised games, he would be owned in 80% of the leagues, no problem. And I also think that, I mean, the Magic have been so shitty to watch. Like, <laughs> just their offense is so brutal. Um, and, you know, that doesn't sound great when we're talking about a guy to go pick up, but it's not Jonathan Isaac's fault. Yeah, they're still last in points per game. Sweet Jesus. They're worse Loudy. than that. My God, dude. Um, but Jonathan Isaac, listen, Orlando doesn't get a lot of play and Orlando doesn't score a lot, but the best player on the team is Jonathan Isaac. The blocks, I mean, if you can keep that up, that's absolutely crazy. Their defense is good. Um, I do think, well, we can sort of talk about it later because he's my bud this week, but he and Aaron Gordon have yet to really figure out how to play well together. Aaron Mm -hmm. Gordon has looked a little bit better recently, um, but you know, the Kings, they still don't really have a point guard. Like, is Markel Fultz their point guard? Yeah. I mean, DJ Augustin is there, but Jesus Christ. The magic you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's just this, ugh, I, I really still don't. And Vucevic hasn't been doing well. I I, uh, I don't know. But uh, Jonathan Isaac's great. <laughs> Jonathan Isaac is great. And he, he should be owned team. more, for sure. Uh, I don't want to interrupt this regularly scheduled broadcast, but the Cleveland Cavaliers are currently up 97 to 96 on the Sixers with a minute left in the fourth. Wow. Yes, they are. God, please. Dude, and it's in Philly. That's amazing. Oh, 46 seconds left in the game, and they're down one. Suck it, Philly. Uh, all right, also, Daddy. The Pistons are down by 22 points in the third <laughs> quarter for the Heat. I don't know if anyone cares about that. That's Is that a lot? That feels like a lot. Does, is that insurmountable? Would you describe that as insurmountable? I no, it's know. not insurmountable. We've we've seen things <laughs> like this before. It's fine. It's totally possible. But when we lose this game, and we are going to lose this game, we'll 
four and eight, I think. And the only other team in the East with eight losses is the Knicks. Not great. Not, not great. Not uh, great. Give us, give us your, another player that you is a league winner or people should be going to get. Uh, this dude is a league winner, and he should be on everybody's dynasty team. It is OG Ananobi. Mm. He is currently 49.2% owned. He's number 31 on the player Raider. He does not have a sexy line. This is the problem. Like, he is totally solid across the board, and his ratios are fantastic, but he's only scoring 11-plus points per game with five-plus boards, an assist, a steal, and a block per game. Only 13 players are doing that, by the way. Uh, And only four players are also shooting above 50% from the floor and 50% from three. And OG Ananobi's one of them, along with Devin Booker, Miles Turner, Joe Harris. Like, three dudes. I mean, Miles Turner. Uh, (laughs) But those are elite players. OG Ananobi doesn't have the point totals yet, but now that the Raptors have some injuries, maybe that'll start to climb up. Uh, he's young. He's a ferocious defender. He's absolutely perfect next to Siakam. I hope those guys play together for the next 10 years. Uh, and OG is a kind of guy who could end up in the top 30 at the end of the year, for sure. Yeah. It's those percentages are incredible. Like, and I'm sure they might regress a little bit if he starts sure. getting more attempts, both from the paint or from the floor and from three. But it is amazing to me that someone who's averaging 55 field goal, 52 three point is only averaging 11 points per game. And that just to me says, go get this guy because positive regression is coming. He's going to start scoring like a motherfucker. Dude, he has a 66.9 true shooting percentage. Like he's, yeah. he's good. Um, and you will absolutely trade a little bit of negative ratio for more points. So, you know, that's totally, well, even still, it's like a little bit of negative ratio. What his three point percentage goes from 52 to 45. (laughs) That's still incredible. (laughs) Yeah. And he's still getting you uh, a steal and a block per game, which is just great. No, I, I love him. And, and again, I think, in a similar way, but different way from the magic is I feel like the Raptors having won the championship and then having Kawhi leave, people have just kind of been like, okay, okay, it's the Raptors. I don't really need, they don't deserve my attention that much anymore. And I feel like they've kind of been like, I guess you don't, you don't like Pascal Siakam, everyone's talking about, but that's kind of about it. And so I think there are like, like, uh, uh, Van Fleet. All I can think of is Greta Van Fleet because that's the band. <laughs> Freddie Van Fleet. Is that his name? Uh, Fred Van Fleet. Fred Van Fleet. Uh, he's been having a great start to the year too. And I think he's injured now. Well, okay. So the Raptors have a couple of injuries. I mean, the Raptors lost Kawhi. So they just won and they still have a cool team and Canada loves them. And this year was sort of a gimme year, you know, yeah. like if they were going to be good, then I have no doubt that they would have made a trade to get better because holy shit, you know, anything can happen and maybe we can get to the finals again, especially if Siakam really rises to the occasion. And he has, uh, the team just has good players who know what they're doing. And Nick nurse is a pretty good coach. It seems like, mm-hmm. um, 
and he's unforgiving, you know, like there are some young players on the team who he said during the preseason, like they're just not defending well, they just don't look good. And uh, he, you know, he doesn't need to give a shit, which is great. Um, This team, Kyle Lowry being out sucks because Kyle Lowry is great, but Van Vliet was one of the best players on the Raptors at towards the end of the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he sort of bailed the team out when Kawhi wasn't doing that well. Um, and he he's just fucking fantastic. Like, I I kind of feel like they need to keep him on their team. OG's there. Pascal's there. Uh, Marcus All is still there. And even though he's not getting points, like, he's still a really smart player. So he's not a great fantasy asset right now. But, you know, as the year goes along, maybe he'll get healthier and start playing more. Um, they just have dudes that know what they're doing and are really good at defense. And now that they have some injuries, it's Pascal and OG's team. Yeah. Well, also, and since and since there's no more Kawhi, I mean, I, it was already Pascal's yeah. team, and then and OG is the seemingly the next step. Yeah, Fred Van Fleet is uh, 28 and player rating right now. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, like two that. other players you should know about from that team are Norm Powell and Chris. Butcher or Boucher, not sure. Uh, but both of these guys are getting more minutes because of the injuries to Serge Ibaka and Kyle Lowry. Norm Powell is a young wing who Toronto like loves for some reason, and now we're seeing it. Um, he's only 4.8% owned. He's had 14 plus points per game over the last three games. And Butcher has had 13 plus points per games over the last two, and he's only three and a half percent owned. He's going to soak up Serge Ibaka's minutes, and he was the G League MVP, I think. Um, he's been sixth in total minutes for the Raptors over the last week, and Norm Powell has been fourth. So these guys are getting run while these injuries are affecting the roster, and they're still doing well. Yeah, they're perfect. Those are perfect streaming options. OG, you yeah. should add permanently, uh, but those two guys are perfect streaming options while injuries are still ravishing the Raptors. I think OG is someone you should really try to trade for. Um, yeah, he's not. I mean, well, it's his ownership percentage. It is forty nine percent, and oh, okay. I think nice. in two years it'll be in the eighties. Um, mm. I just think his scoring is going to go up, yeah. and his shots going to get better, and he's going to continue being a terror on defense. He's goddamn, he's great. Yeah, I like him. I like it a lot. So one thing we always like to look for uh, on this podcast is looking for good players on bad teams. And it's something that we have spent some time uh, in earlier episodes. We were looking at and and their skepticism around the uh, Charlotte Hornets and exactly whether or not Terry Rozier was going to be that good player on a bad team. Well, it has been Terry Rozier, but we have gotten some good players on that bad Hornets team. Uh, PJ Washington has been looking real nice uh, in his rookie year, but so has Devonte Graham, who's is this is now his second year in the league. Uh, he's been fucking incredible for the Hornets yeah. off the bench, averaging seventeen point nine points, three point six boards, seven point six uh, assists, while shooting th- seven point three threes per game. But and hitting seven point three seven point three threes and hitting forty two percent of them. Love yeah. those numbers. Uh, pulling you, Natty. I got I had, while I was doing my notes for these. I got real excited with NBA's stats. Whole like you know shooting this many threes with this many assists. Who? Oh, how yeah. many players are doing this? So if you look at uh, 
only five players in the NBA are averaging seven or more assists while shooting seven or more threes. Love they that. are James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, and Devontae Graham. That's amazing. Uh, this guy's 56% owned in ESPN leagues. He might play himself into the starting lineup, which means you've got a young, talented guard on a team that's shooting to keep itself in games and playing 35 plus minutes a game. Yes, please. Seven assists and seven three-point attempts. It's insane. It's, uh, it's incredible. Yeah. Coming off the bench. Dude, there's some players on this Hornets team that are pretty interesting, and none of them are named Terry Rozier. <laughs> Sorry, Terry. Not a single goddamn but, uh, one of them. But uh, not, not, we, we called this. We called this during the offseason, is that Terry Rozier was not going to be this uh, sudden. He wasn't going to be playoff Terry all year long or scary Terry all year long. Yeah, and let's not go crazy. I mean, this is, what, 10 games in? So, um, like, Rozier's a good player. Uh, Devontae Graham is short. He's 6'1". Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying short. He's, you know, way taller than me. But anyway, <laughs> uh, some of the Charlotte Hornets might start regressing just because people have more film on them and they're getting they're preparing for them. Uh, this is a really young team, um, but I, yeah, I really love a bunch of these players, and Devonte Graham is on, is one of them. He's look so cool, man. <laughs> it's <laughs> amazing. It's great. I, I, uh, and again, uh, God, another team that bad teams. You just kind of they run by the wayside, and you don't necessarily pay attention to them. Especially me. I mean, I will admit, I am trying to become more and more and more involved uh, in the NBA and have it be a part of my everyday life. But I, it's still football season, and football season still takes uh, as much as I don't want it to. It takes a lot of time in my brain sure uh and there's a lot of nba going on and so i only have the bandwidth for so many teams and so when i was looking at Devonte graham when i was doing this and i was looking for players who you should be going to add i was just like holy fuck this guy this guy is lighting it up and people aren't giving him the time of day and so we are here to tell you give him the time of day we should start identifying the worst game to watch of the week Ooh. And then we both watch it and it'll be like, oh yeah, well, these are two shitty teams that we don't generally get to see. It's like, who's going to watch Hornets magic, you know? No one, but you know, you could see, <laughs> you could see Devonte Graham shoot eight threes and Jonathan Isaac gets seven blocks. Right. And this is one of the reasons why Ananobi is uh, so lowly owned. It's because like who watches the Raptors in the United States? Everybody watches mm. the Raptors in Canada. Look at you. 30 million people for sure. But, you know, like they don't seem like they're appointment television. And the NBA, because they have so many games, they, you know, they schedule all the good teams for national television. Right. You know, they, they right, right, right. And they're like not that excited about putting the Charlotte Hornets on national TV. So that's no. maybe why you don't know who Devontae Graham is. Also, yeah. because he did come out of nowhere. You know, he was Kemba's backup last year, and he was supposed to be Terry Rozier's backup this year, but he took the job. Amen. Amen. Uh, quick scoring update. The 76ers managed to pull off the narrow ah, victory when 98 to 97. God damn it. That's brutal. Pistons got within 20, y'all. <laughs> 94-74. Let's go. Let's 
fucking Luke Kennard just made a fucking 20 footer. You're oh, God there it right. is. There it is. And now you, you need to go at him every at him everywhere. Uh, who's another guy that people could lead win their leagues with if they got him onto their fantasy team, Natty. Okay. This guy go blue GR three Glenn Robinson, the third over the past two weeks, he has been the 56th best player on ESPN basic. He plays for the golden state warriors you probably don't know who he is which is totally fine but he is second in minutes per game on golden state since november 1st which is behind d'angelo russell and then nobody else (laughs) while everybody is injured on this team gr3 and dar are going to be running the show like there's nobody else these are the two guys that are going to be on the court all the time uh Glenn is averaging 10 plus points per game, five plus rebounds per game, 48 and a half field goal percentage. And over the last two weeks, it's been 51. So he's been pretty good. He's been tied with Drew Holiday over the past couple of weeks in value. He's not a sexy dude, but he's a young player who's getting a bunch of minutes and a bunch of shots. And this is exactly who you're supposed to be looking for guys with opportunity. This is glenn robinson's year i mean it's his time to shine if he can make a really good impression then who knows what happens i mean maybe golden state keeps him or maybe they trade him to a contender he can only improve his lot by playing well so this is almost like a contract year for him and everybody else on the warriors is going to try to be doing the same thing eric pascal um jordan Poole, uh you know gr3 is a guy with nothing but opportunity and he's basically free on the wire so go get him a top yeah. 75 player out of nowhere yeah no i i love the call i mean i love anyone on this warriors team who you think that you can who you think will have a reliable role simply because like i i don't think that this is there are teams out there right that will just tank that's an nba thing and and more so, more <laughs> so the than NBA just, though, it doesn't happen everywhere. <laughs> it's just only the NBA that it happens. Even Miami can't tank in the NFL. They've won two games in a row. They, no one knows how to tank outside of the NBA, but Dude, I don't. It's great. All my Dolphins fans, all my <laughs> Dolphins fans, friends. That's really hard to say. Uh, are like, oh shit, but cool. But, but cool. We're winning games, but also this means two is going to the Bengals. Awesome. Or the Bengals will draft a. But who knows, man? Game. Having the number one pick is sometimes just a headache that you like don't want. Yeah. Whatever. No, that's yeah. Some unless I mean, if there's like a clear cut choice to make, then you're pretty fine. But sometimes, like when Eric Fisher went as the number one overall to Kansas City, because Kansas City's like, well, shit, we can't. But if the Dolphins are pick. really tanking and they got the number one pick, then shouldn't they fucking turn it into future picks? Like, why mm-hmm. should they be good again? You know, yeah. unless there's like an absolute cornerstone there. I can't fucking believe we're talking about the goddamn Dolphins. <laughs> they they perpetrate. This is what happens when the Dolphins win Dude, games. You can't Jesus. not talk about them. This is they Christ. need to get start losing yeah. games again. Red them. alert. Uh, but my, my point my point being is, is that I don't I don't think a Steve Kerr led Warriors team is going to just ever give up or Oh yeah, all these players are gonna get better. 
right. just because and, they're getting reps. I mean, right. yeah. And, and I trust Steve Kerr. Like sometimes on bad teams, you're just like, oh my God, this coaching staff is just going to lead these guys to fail. Like this is a championship like coaching staff. And they now have all these young players that they're going to give time to and like invest in because of the fact that with Steph out, Clay out and Draymond battling injuries off and on, like it's time to they as an organization are started being like oh shit we should probably figure out what our next steps are as a franchise and like who we need to keep who are going to be cornerstones or who are going to be good young players that we can kind of start rebuilding around and so they're not just going to be like all right guys go out there and do your thing and we'll see what happens this is going to be like all right we are going to start kind of crafting you and molding you into our team and our system if you guys can succeed, great. If not, you know, whatever. And we've seen multiple guys already succeed. Glenn Robinson, you know, included. And he's got good numbers and his minutes and his usage is probably only going to increase with that. And you're going to get stats across the board for him. And I think, yeah, he's a great guy to get, invest in, and see what he can develop into. And, you know, I think their defense is going to get better. Like, a couple of years ago, do you remember when uh, Steve Kerr like let Draymond coach? You know, you're, mm-hmm. you know, he was like giving him the clipboard during the game or something. Like, I this is Draymond's team for the next couple of months. Yeah, if Steph even comes back, and I have to assume that the defense is just going to be better because they'll be playing with him more, and he'll be able to teach them like what to do and where to go. So I, I wonder if this is not the low point for the Warriors and they'll actually start looking better. Um, and then, you know, you have to start thinking about trades. Like, is it really worth it to try to get to the playoffs? Um, would you rather have a pick? Would you rather try to get rid of D'Angelo Russell? Um, I, I was wondering the other day, would you trade Russell for Wiggins? Ooh. I mean, I kind of think that the Timberwolves now say no to better. that. Really? Don't you think? Wiggins has been fucking incredible this season. Oh, yeah, but like, come on, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, but like, what just, if? But that's the, that's the crazy thing. What if thing. he finally blossoms? Right. That th- that's the yeah. thing. I mean, we like, as a fantasy owner, you struggle Yuck. with this all the time with all kinds of players where you're like, oh, do I cut him? Do I trade him? Like, what if he finally breaks out? And for the actual Timberwolves, like you have invested – so much money, so much time into this player who is highly touted, one of the most highly touted prospects coming out of college in a long time. And like, what if, what if this is, he's finally, things are clicking. And the thing is, is there's not things that are clicking so wildly for him. Like he's shooting obviously much better from the floor, but it's not like he's lights out from three. He's shot 33% from three last year too. Uh, He's just shooting more threes. And it seems like the game, I mean, his rebounds and assists are more or less the same. It's just that his scoring, he's shooting better from the floor. So I, I don't know. He was getting the ball at the end of the games too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if the, uh, if he's 24 years old, it wouldn't be crazy to see a player at that age come into his zone. Um, Last year, I mean, Jimmy Butler being there, like, obviously just didn't work out. So (laughs) clearly, um, but you know, it's not weird for highly touted and talented players to get better at some point, you know, like people like to say that 
uh, improvement isn't linear. And that's totally true. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer for some, they're late bloomers. Mm -hmm. Um, he's still really young. He's athletic. Uh, I don't really believe in him mainly because if if you're not giving like a lot of effort on defense and that sort of sucks. Yeah. If you're not getting better at defense, that sort of sucks. Like you, you should get better with, from season to season just because of the reps like you should know where to be you know like you should know how to react uh some of that is what jimmy butler was upset about he was like the young guys don't know what the fuck they're doing right like, don't know where they're supposed to be um and they don't play hard on defense and that's still sort of maybe there um i mean i would rather have a great point guard with towns than a great wing sure. i think yeah, Andrew I mean, Wiggins isn't. I mean, he's averaging three point three assists, but he's not really a distributor, you know. No, 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 no. That's. I mean, yeah, and that's a good point. Like, and I'm now looking at Russell's stats, and they're pretty on par with what Wiggins is doing offensively. And so you're adding assists. But it's a different position. Like right. this is. Yeah, and, and I like yeah. that. It's a good trade, though. I like that. I like that as a uh, as a proposed trade. But anyway, like the value of having Wiggins in Golden State would just be like, okay, well mm-hmm. now we don't have another guard. Like, mm-hmm. if everybody's healthy and they keep D'Angelo Russell, then Clay Thompson moves to the three, I guess. So, like, is you know, yeah. No, I I think I think D'Angelo Russell will probably get traded this year, uh, but it'll be interesting to see who and for what because i i feel like some some team on the precipice of contending is going to be willing to shell out picks or young players to get him onto their team because they think he's going to be the last piece he might be empty calories though like you got to watch out just because he got paid a lot doesn't mean that uh this guy is what people say he is oh, yeah. I, you know like he he played well in brooklyn for sure but this is i mean he's shooting in a an incredible amount of shots right now because it's his team the golden state warriors are his team until draymond is healthy so i guess he gets to do whatever he wants um yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i have like i don't want to spend too long Glenn on robinson the third you should add on waivers <laughs> Yeah, it's, the story. <laughs> we're spending so much time on the Warriors, even though like they're not good, and it's great. Like it's really funny to talk about them this way uh, because it's like a chemistry experiment, and you get to see what's going on in the laboratory. But uh, this is this is too long on a shitty team. <laughs> this team, like they suck right now. Yeah. Okay. Before we go on and finish up our must-add waiver wire guys who will win you your league, let's take a quick ad break. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, let's perfectly segue since we spent part Warriors, but also part Timberwolves. Talk about our boy, our collective boyfriend, man crush. One of our favorite fantasy basketball players out there, Robert Covington, forward for the Timberwolves, 56% owned in ESPN leagues. And I teased this to you off air. Um, you did. So are you ready for this glorious? Bob I've been stat? waiting, man. Shit, oh, yeah. Fuck the Warriors. Let's get to fuck it. Fuck the Warriors. Here's this glorious Bob stat you're going to love. He's currently averaging two plus stocks and six plus three point attempts per game. And I like looking at these two stats because it gets you a high point potential because any given night, right? If he starts getting really hot from three, he's going to be consistently shooting that shot. So, you know, he can suddenly put up a high point in total. And I obviously love, as a fact that we've made abundantly clear on this podcast, I love steady, reliable defense and two-plus stocks per game. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Do you know how many other players are averaging this stat line? Two-plus stocks and three-plus three-point attempts per game. I don't. How many? There's only one player, and I will give you a hint. It is Bob's teammate. Oh, it's Cat. It's Cat. He's the only other player that's averaging this stat line. And the crazy thing about Covington is that his his three-point percentage is below his career average right now. Totally, yeah. He's shooting 31% from three, and his career average is 36, which, again, is good. Not great. Not going to blow the doors off. But... Like his, his point total could increase. And in fact, probably will increase because that's a solid five point difference from what his career average is. Yeah. I I think he's a top 40 guy on ESPN right now. We both love Rob and like, these are the reasons why. My man, he's 28 fucking years old. (laughs) He is in his prime. This dude is, I I love, so Fuck Andrew Wiggins. I love Bob Covington with Big Cat. He, that is a yes, perfect dude to have with Carl Anthony Towns. Um, they should grow old together. You know, like they should always be together. Rocco, as he's called by some assholes, is just such an incredible defensive force. He's incredible. I mean, look at all the goddamn things he does on defense. It's, oh man. he And he was such a terror in Philadelphia. I have no doubt that he will be a top 75 player at the least this year. Yeah. He's going to have minutes. He's going to have opportunities. His shot will improve. As you said, he's shooting, you know, way under his career from outside. Um, he might even get more shots. I mean, not that many dudes are putting up as many threes as he is and 12 and five with the steal and a block per game is fucking nice anyway. So, uh, he should be higher owned. He should always be higher owned. We've been talking about this for like four years. I don't, <laughs> I think it's really his name, Robert Covington. Like that's a dude that you ask for financial advice. It's not a fucking awesome perimeter player who can win you leagues. Right. Just because of how fucking widespread his stat line can be. And he was, and I think another thing that leads to his uh, under-owning, under-utilization, under-appreciation, he only played 35 games last year because he got injured. But if you look at those those numbers, he was averaging, again, 6.4 three-point attempts, averaging 37% from three. Uh, This was through through 35 games. 
averaging 5.5 boards, 13.3 points, and again, fucking 2.1 steals and 1.3 blocks. Yeah, his hands are crazy. It's it's ridiculous. Nuts. It's ridiculous. And if you had seen that sat line through all 82 games, like he would be a much widely owned player. And if and even if those 35 games had come at the end of the year, I think he'd be more widely owned, right? It's the fact that he finished the year that he spent the majority of the year out is what people lead them to forget about him. He of all the people on this list, I I have had him on my fantasy team now for a long, long time, ever since it came into fruition. Uh, and nice. I'm a better man for it. <laughs> yeah, he's a top 40 player who's not owned in at least 75% of leagues. So, you know, you have a 20% cushion right there. Um, I assume that people who own him love owning him. So it might be really tough to trade for. Mm, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but if he, I mean, if he's just on your wire, then don't be an asshole. Pick up a dude who's good at all of it. Good at literally everything and get yeah. you literally everything. His ratio uh, should improve. Like, there's nothing that says that they shouldn't. I mean, he's he's shooting underneath his worst shooting year ever. So, like, he's, he's going to be, last year he was 37.8% from three. You know, he's six points worse than that right yeah. now. That's, that's positive regression. It's coming. Yeah. Uh, before we get to studs, duds, and buds, I know you quickly wanted to touch on a couple names. Uh, why don't you rattle them off quickly for people uh, just sure. as other names to keep in mind as you're looking at the waivers? Well, in terms of all of the goddamn fucking injuries we've had to deal <laughs> with recently, uh, people should look at Bogdan Bogdanovich on the Sacramento Kings. He's currently 17.6% owned. Uh, over the last two games, he scored 22 points and had six three-pointers made and 20 points with five three-pointers made. Now that De'Aaron Fox is injured, Bogdan Bogdanovich is going to soak up some of those minutes. Why? Because he is second in assists per game on the Kings. He's their best leader now that Fox is gone. Um, he's fifth in field goal attempts on the Kings. That'll go up. And I got to say... I kind of like him, Buddy Heald, Bielitsa, and Barnes together on the floor at the same time. I'm interested to see what that will look like. Uh, I think he's in, I mean, who knows how long Fox will be out, but Bogdan Bogdanovich has been one of their best scorers anyway. Like, people should pick him up because he could skyrocket in value. And also, Rajon Rondo is back. Um, He is not sexy. This is known. And to has any idea what the fuck his role will be on this team for the Lakers. But last year he averaged eight plus assists per game, four plus rebounds per game and one plus steal per game. Not terrible. Um, Only six players are averaging eight plus assists per game this year. And less than 40 guys are averaging five plus assists per game this year. So if you need assists and Rondo is back to a dude who plays like 25 minutes a game he will get you assists and he'll get you a couple of boards from the point guard position too you cannot depend on points you can't really depend on anything but if you need assists he's a great specialist to pick up and there were a couple of times where you know he gets a triple double or near enough so those are two names that uh people should think about for replacements for injured players love it and i love i mean rondo always will have a special place in my heart 
Boston Celtic, my first Celtics jersey. Whole nine Great yards. player. Yeah, Love he's him. awesome. And you know, if there's one thing that Rajon Rondo will do, it is get assists. And he's going to get a lot of assists in this Lakers offense with LeBron and Anthony Davis running alongside him. Yeah, I don't really know what this is going to look like because LeBron's been averaging 11 plus this per game like he's been the point guard right um i don't know if rondo starts i don't know what they're gonna do i mean the lakers have looked pretty good maybe lebron likes this um and maybe they bring rondo back slowly so i yeah i the the only reason that i'm advertising rondo even though i do think there's some uncertainty is that he is such a good assist guy mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. the volume of it itself is worth having him on your roster agreed 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 all right let's uh let's get to studs duds and buds mm-hmm. um and if you're new to the pod we like to look ahead at the rest of the week this comes out on wednesday so we'll talk wednesday through sunday uh at the end of each pod and give one guy who we're sure is in for a big rest of the week one guy who's likely yeah, to flop. sure yep we're totally 100 sure these are all correct absolutely thanks rj and one guy who we have high hopes on but could be a risky play uh natty He's trying to crawl out of an 0-2 start that as he had uh, R.J. Barrett, who is not a stud, and Chris Middleton, who is not entirely a dud last week. He got injured, though. That's that's dud-esque. <laughs> Yours truly is starting 500, as Julius Randle was a stud, but Jokic decidedly was. Uh, was not a dud. Dude, but he won, like, all the games, so... Yo, can we talk about that Denver game real quick? Because I watched that game, and it was fucking crazy. They went six-plus minutes without scoring, the Nuggets did, in the fourth quarter versus Minnesota. Like, It's good. Those are good. That's a good thing to have happen to your basketball team. That's absolutely nuts. They gave up a 16-point lead to Minnesota. Gary Harris fouled out, but, like, I – I couldn't fucking believe that game. And then Jokic just had that turnaround jumper because he was tired and wanted to go home <laughs> to win the game in overtime. But I've got beer and weed waiting for me. Dude, like he, I don't think he looks really out of shape, he but he doesn't shape. like look that interested and aggressive. Um, he passed out of a bunch and like just pulled some jumpers. I, I don't know. That was a weird game. I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's, and we'll get to, we don't need to spend time on this, but I wonder if it's just like early season and he, with the expectation sure. of making a playoff run, he's just like, I'm not going to give a shit until, I don't know, 2020. Dude, maybe he's just like really stressed out over Brexit, you know, like this shit tend the that real world blends it. into your game sometimes. And Amen. we're, you know, we're, we're all upset. Amen. Uh, all right, give us your stud for the week, for the rest of this week. Okay, uh, without knowing... Actually, can you do your stud first? Because I <laughs> am curious to know... I don't want to take your stud. No, you. I promise you won't, because I'm doubling down on my good advice as this is a player you should add. Uh, and also, this is a player who will play well rest, west of the... Bleh, play well rest of the week. Devontae Graham is my stud for the rest oh, of the okay. week. Cool. Playing the Grizzlies... Pistons and Knicks. The Grizzlies and Knicks are giving up 23 plus points to point guards. And the Pistons, ooh, yikes, oh, Daddy. 
Yeah. Giving up bad. a worst 11.4 assists per game. We're so bad. You know, Devontae Graham with his 7.3 assists per game is probably going to light them up. So I like him to continue his, uh, his nice hot start uh, for the rest of this week. Uh, that's awesome. And by the way, it's 109 to 95 in the Pistons <laughs> game. Just, I know everyone, everyone doesn't wants have the to internet, yep. so they have to hear it on this podcast. Well, and, and this result, they won't know of this result until they listen to it, this podcast, whatever, 10 hours later after the game. Exactly. Over. Yeah. Uh, I also am doubling down on my stud. Nice. Marcus fucking smart is going to have a good fucking week, man. Damn right. He is. He is playing the wizards, the warriors and the Kings. Now, none of those teams are good and none of those teams have a good defense. So I think Marcus smart is just going to feast. I don't know if he'll have the points as much because I'm hoping that Tatum recovers from his last game. Um, and that, you know, the Shot Celtics, whatever one for eight. Like maybe that was just an off night or something. But uh, what I think Marcus Smart and Kemba Walker, Walker together is like maybe perfect. I really love them as a duo. And I think that Smart's just going to have a fucking great, great week. Plus, this is very strategic of you because I actively won't root for you to lose this. Yeah. Meaning that I will be rooting for you to get into the win column. So that's a good move. Well, and I thought that you, because that's such a shitty dude, the Wizards, the Warriors, and the Kings get it's the fuck so out. Bad. Like they're not playing the Knicks, but like, damn. Um, I, I thought you were going to take a Celtic. Like maybe Kemba. He could have a really he nice. He could have game. a really good. Or how about Jalen getting a double oh, double last looks, night? Dude, but Monday. he still looks a little bit weird with his new haircut. And I'm I really know, upset. I, I really don't like it. His head Shit. looks very weirdly proportioned with that. I just it. think he needs to like trim his beard a little bit and then it will look different and fit a little bit better. But I did see this. Because he still has his old beard, but not yeah. his old hair. Yeah. I did see this on Twitter though, that someone was saying that Jalen is like one of the only players to play better after getting paid. I was like, hey, <laughs> you know what? Good for him. Yo, sometimes players really respond to that kind of belief. And they're like, yes, I'm going to earn my fucking paycheck. I just did this. And people think I'm overpaid anyway. Um, and then some guys get their contract and, you know, they take a year off. Yeah. So, but Sweet you can time. always trust a contract year. Players Amen. always play better in a contract year. Please, Drummond, keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> All right. Who's your dud for the week? My, I guess I didn't learn from Jokic about why I should not pick European big men as my duds, but I'm doing it again. Kristaps Porzingis coming mm -hmm. off a bad game versus Celtics and not the best week prior to that has the Knicks and Raptors this week. Uh, Knicks are allowing the fifth fewest points to centers and Raptors are holding them to under 42% shooting, which is best in the NBA. This is also the Porzingis return game to the garden. <laughs> and I think the Knicks kind of want to win it really badly. So they're just going to uh, keep fouling Porzingis. And luckily they have like 15 power forwards for all of them to foul out. So they can just keep tossing them into the game and being like, go hack Porzingis, go hack Porzingis. So I don't see them uh, having a great uh, final two games for this week. Do they want to win the Knicks? I, don't you think so? Don't you think they want to be like, Hey, not so much win, but Prove that Porzingis is uh, fine. Don't you think? Like, if Porzingis goes into the garden and puts up, like, 
40, 20, and five. <laughs> like the Knicks are huh? going to be like, well, fuck, this is just not going to play well in the, in, in, with the New York crowd. Right. If he's the best player that ever lived. Right. And, exactly. Right. Like so, what they need to do is they're the going to be. fans right now, they, they still believe in their team. They're like, no, we're pretty good. That Chris Stapps trade was a good that idea. Chris was I'm glad great. that happened. Yeah. That fucking team sucks, man. The it's Knicks so are going, like, Luca's just going to fucking twirl them around his little finger and it they're garbage i mean they're tied with the bulls right now at the end of the third big whoop chicago sucks too i mean (laughs) oh my god they're just i like i don't really understand why they would come out and say fuck david fisdale their coach so the front office had a press conference basically after a game before anyone from the team had spoken which almost never happened saying like we're really disappointed in the state of this team Motherfucker, you built it. What is wrong with you? We are 10 games in and you're upset. Everybody else was upset over the summer when you signed and made this team. And now you're finally catching up to us. I can't believe the balls on these guys. It is really ridiculous. Like what has Steve Mills done? So you're done for the week is the entire Knicks organization. No, I, I obviously I I'm sticking with RJ. I think they're going to have a great week. I think <laughs> here's the thing though. Like the Pistons are going to lose. So they'll be four and eight and the Knicks are two and eight. The Knicks aren't technically really out of the playoff race or anything. Like they're Shut just up. a couple of games back. I'm, I'm, that's all I'm saying, man. Dennis Smith Jr.'s coming back. You just wait. <laughs> you just wait, Pete. Brooklyn Fuck. is the, living in New York, living in proximity to it is, is starting to seep into you, Natty. It's starting to pull oh, I do you. want the Knicks to do well. That is like, that is my second, like after the Pistons doing well, I want the Knicks to do well. A, because it's funny because no one will believe it. They'll be like, they'll celebrate it, but they'll be like, wait, why? What's happening? What well, is this? It's going to go wrong right now. Right. Uh, no. And then, you know, I want the Nets to do well too, but they're, who knows what the fuck is going on with that team, but the Knicks are such a joke and their owner sucks so much that it's really hard to want them to win the title. But I would like to see them like make baby steps towards being a competent team. Yeah, <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair. That's respectable. I respect that. Also, uh, I like is- a bunch of their players, but whatever. Yeah. Who is your dud for the week? So I'm going big time with this because I need to make up some ground. I'm saying Trey Young's going to have a bad week. Hot it say. Yeah. So Trey Young's next three games at the Suns, at the Clippers, at the Lakers. That's a little tough. That's a little tough. Um, he is going to be the center of attention. And while he's absolutely incredible, I do think that those teams are going to maybe beat the shit out of him (laughs) like that's going to be their strategy like hey young guy from the east welcome out west and we're going to how we play in the west i'm gonna smack you in your yeah exactly you know like devin booker doesn't give a shit about trey young and both la teams that's fucking brutal that's a that's a stretch Dude, and Paul George is going to be playing in those games too, I think. Oh my God, so, I forgot we should have talked about We probably should have opened yeah. the show with that. Yeah, Paul George well, is coming back on Thursday. I mean, he's supposed to be coming back. We'll see. Yeah, well, I could always use a little more PG in my life. Oh, absolutely. And that team is going to turn into, like their shot selection. Kirk Goldsberry sent out a tweet about Kawhi and, P- and Paul George's shot selection, and they complement each other so <sighs> well. It is, ju- and they're two of the, five best defenders in the league. Oh man, it's going to be incredible to watch that team. 
And Fuck. it's gonna it's just Rippers. gonna be it's gonna be like the Warriors in their prime, and but like a different team construction, but just yeah. one of those things where it's just Centered like it's, defense. Well, it's just beautiful to watch. It's gonna be beautiful to watch basketball. Like it's just going to be wonderful to watch these great players play along each other and vibe with each other. Hopefully, if it all meshes, or you'll get what you get with the Rockets, and you're like, well, okay, this is a dumpster fire. Just think about Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Patrick Beverly all being out on the court at the exact same fucking time. Like someone should call up Tony Allen and see if he's doing anything. (laughs) That is so fucking cool. This go get, go get Iggy from Memphis. Yeah. uh, Well, I mean, yeah. Who knows where he wants it? I think the rumors say LA, but that could mean two teams. Right. Mm -hmm. So I get him on the good God. If Iggy joins the chart, the Clippers, hot dig it. I, I mean, who knows? I like at that point, I think it's probably just like friends. Like, who would you rather be playing with? Because either of those two teams, Lakers or the Clippers, could be in the Western Conference Finals the way they're oh, yeah. playing right now. So we'll see. Um, there, but to get back to Trey Young, he's great. This is just a really fucking rough road trip, and the rest of the team is sort of injured too, and they haven't looked great. So I think he is my dud for the week which means that he'll probably score 40 points three times in a row. Yeah, yeah. But then he'll have one bad game, and you'll try to pitch us that somehow that one bad game justifies Yeah, for sure. For the week. And, yeah. like, Marcus Smart will get four rebounds <laughs> and nine assists, and I'll be like, what are you talking about? That's a solid game. What's wrong Best with game you? game ever for Marcus. What are you talking about? Oh, for seven from three, but <laughs> come on, man. Jesus. Uh, quickly, let's do Buds. Who do you got as a uh, blossomer this week? Okay, so my guy from last week, Lori Markinen, did okay. Um, in his last game, though, he shot 3 for 10 and 0 for 5 from 3. So uh, not awesome. Good, not great. My guy this week is Aaron Gordon on the Magic. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, their upcoming three-game stretch is the Sixers, the Spurs, and the Wizards all at home. Aaron Gordon is shooting 27.8 from 3 this year. That's not great. He's also rebounding a little bit less than last year, 5.5 this year compared to 7.4 last year, and his assists are down. He's played a little bit better recently, but, dude, it's your sixth year in the league. You're only 24. I mean, the Magic should make the playoffs, especially with the way Jonathan Isaac looks. Mm -hmm. I know the team is weird, but you got to fucking up your game. I really want him to do well over this next stretch, even though it's tough, but that's why I want him to do well. If you can play well against Philadelphia, you can play well against anyone. Yeah, I like it. Uh, hopefully it is coming out because we talked a lot about him as, as a potential like guy who could take a big step this year. And a, He's 24 years old. Week. Yeah, just a like week this week would, you know? do, would do nice. Totally. Who's yours? Who's uh, your bud? My bud. I want Colin Sexton to keep, keep vibing this year. Sure. Uh, he's got, they just played the Sixers and he put up 18 against them. Not too bad, not too shabby, but he's got the heat and then Sixers to end the week. Um, Mm -hmm. both of which the Sixers actually is a pretty favorable matchup for point guards. The heat is not, but, but he's been averaging 18 points a game and shooting 42% from three. So I love his offensive start. That's pretty much all he brings. He doesn't really add anything in the assist columns. Dude, I kind of love how calves we've been the past couple of weeks. I know it's weird. Kevin Love is good. Tristan Thompson's good. Larry Nance is Tristan good. Tristan Thompson, who is drilling threes against the yeah. Sexes. The only guy we won't talk about is Cheedy Osmond, because yeah. fuck him. He's their only small forward. 
<laughs> they don't have enough. Do everybody check their depth chart. They don't have another guy who's a small mm-hmm. forward. It's incredible. It's beautiful. What a great roster construction. Yo, and John Beeline's their coach, and I love him. Go Blue. He's great. Go. I like the team does look better. Yeah, um, they that's, don't look. That's I an mean, interesting team, and you know the what? Sixers and lost by one, dude. And they're, I think they're in the playoffs right now. I think they're like the seventh seed in the yeah. East. Uh, no, they're not. But um, <laughs> no, they but were. They could be right. <laughs> they're four and six, so they're better than the Pistons. There you uh, go. Which is where my cutoff line for the playoffs mm-hmm. is. But yeah, the team looks. Uh, they have pieces. It's going to be up to the coach beeline to have them cohere and um both of the guards need to do better distributing the ball uh darius garland and colin saxton can score we know that and they can run um so over the next couple of years we're gonna have to see whether they can really run the show yep cool beans all right well there you go studs duds buds guys get off the waiver wire everything you possibly could need all in one nice little pack. And we guaranteed it. So we guaranteed if it, it. We can't doesn't back out happen, now. then you did it wrong. It's yeah. not us. Not yeah. us. I guess somehow guaranteeing it takes the pressure off us to be right. <laughs> That's how it works. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the Fake Teams podcast channel uh, wherever you get your podcasts iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, leave us a review. Give us five stars because you thoroughly enjoy the sound of our voices and you want to hear more fantasy basketball content. And follow us on Twitter at The Long Two Podcast. We'd love to engage and interact with you guys. Until next week, Natty, have a good one. You too. Also, Frank Nilakina has been good over the past two games. I didn't <laughs> want to say it, but I had to. I'm sorry. Frank Nilakina, the French resistance. Check him out. Go Next week, man. Yeah. Ugh.